and welcome back to another week of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I'm Brandon, sitting across from me on this wonderful winter morning is oh, Craig. Yeah, it's Craig. Yeah. Oh, man. You Craig, st- oh, I hate it. You <laughs> sent me a Snapchat this morning, and it was your um, your dashboard in your truck with the temperature. It was, I don't know, what was it? 37 degrees. I'll say it was 38 in my car, but... You had an, your Bitmoji doing an eye roll, and you said, finally, some cool weather. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, i have got to be honest with you. After, you know, most of last week being in the, you know, 72, 73, and then... in the 80s a couple days? Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Mowed my yard. In the 80s. You mowed your yard. I did at the beginning of the week. It needs yeah. it now. But, um, like, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was in the 80s, and... um I rode, um, you know, I did a 12 mile ride on the bike in, um, on Saturday and it was 84. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't like hum- humid. Right. But it was hot when I, and by the time I got home, I was sweating. Yeah. And, um, but I'm, um, I, I'm a shocked. And then it's, I'm a shocked how when you go from 80 to 30, that yeah. is humongous. It's when I walked out this morning, I'm like, whoa, this is cold. Yep. But, um, hey, I saw back up to 80 on Thursday. Oh, so I hope so. It's like, um, it's like at this time of the year, that um you know uh ohio has a really bad drinking problem either that or i've seen the 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 um the little funny the little meme on facebook where it's like you know ohio's throwing out weather you know temperatures like the powerball numbers it's <laughs> yeah. like 69 84 23 exactly <laughs> that's about right <laughs> That's about right. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it got down to last night, but like yesterday through the day, like it started off nice, and then you know after church it was kind of like okay, it's still a little warm. We went to it the, progressively got colder. Yeah, it just kind of slowly started dropping. We mm-hmm. went to the outlet malls, and it was like I had um, actually this jacket on that I've got on, and it was like uh, I don't need this, so I took it off before we went in, and we went into a store, mm-hmm. and after we got Ani Ann's pretzels because you can't go without getting Ani Ann's pretzels. Okay. Auntie Anne's, Auntie Anne's, I don't know how it's said, but anyways, um, that stuff's greasy. But anyways, um, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. You've anyway. never had an Auntie Anne's pretzel? No. Oh my. What? I've never worn tights or yoga pants either, so I, I don't know pants. what the big deal is. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So soft and so smooth. You talk about the pretzel or your tights? The tights. Okay. The yoga pants. <laughs> Tim Hawkins song. Um, anyways. We went into a store and then you could hear it raining. It's like, oh, it's pouring down the rain. We walked out and I swear if it did not drop 20, I shouldn't swear, but 20 degrees. Right. Um, it, then it, it, it was like so cold. I'm like, oh, it did drop. I need my jacket, but it I did drop on the way home from church yesterday. It was like 69. Yeah. By four o'clock, it was like 49. And then did you see it rain? It did rain yesterday yep. afternoon. And then in the evening, the sun came out. Yes. Like it was like, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, Ohio's crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. She's nutty. Yep. No. But anyway, so, but like you said, it's going to be warmer. <laughs> Last week was glorious. It was, uh, it was I, th- I hope it was just a snapshot of what's to come. It is. This is what to come. And, um, I, um, I really did enjoy the weather, weather. And, you know, today is fine. I mean, I understand it. I understand it's, it's back and forth. And, you know, I can almost suffer through this day because I know we've got tomorrow's supposed to be 58 or nine and then, uh, Wednesday's supposed to be 72 and, Thursday 80, so it's, yeah, I, I'm, I can live with that. Right. But then it's back down again in the 50s in the weekend, so. She's all over the board, bro. It's cr- crazy. She's all over the bro board. Yep. So what else is going on? Um, I just got a notification. It okay. was something we haven't talked about a whole lot yet <clears throat> this season, but 
You know, I almost feel like we're letting our, our faithful listeners down who, you know, just love when we talk about baseball. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. How are the Reds doing? You know what? I don't even know. I, I'm going to be really honest with you about this. Um, when I heard the rule, when you go I into you about this, extra yeah. innings, and the guy who made the last out, they put him at second base like we're in Little League or T-ball. 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 You know what? I haven't checked a score I haven't looked at um, who's doing what. At this point, it's like, I don't even care. Right. This is such a watered-down girls game. It, and, like, not even the girls would be playing ball like this. Right. And I can't imagine that Major League Baseball players who work their way up, could do, you can't even block the plate anymore. Right. I mean, what's the what's the point anymore? Right. And they're talking about, well, there's a pitch count there's on the – a pitch the, clock now. Uh, it, yeah, for a pitch clock, you got all that. Well, we're trying to comb down on the time of the game. I got a brilliant idea. How about you guys are just not so money-hungry and grubby mm-hmm. about that, that you just let the guys play baseball like they used to back in the day and quit throwing 10, 12-minute commercials between every half inning? Or if a pitching change comes, you got to have a 10-minute – out. That's where the time is exactly. coming from. Exactly. And that's why our games are starting at 7-10 and not ending till 12-10. Exactly. It's because of Major League Baseball, yep. the commissioner. Yep. Uh, you know, it, why is it that when somebody gets into an administrative, um, position, it seems like they got, they go dumb all of a sudden? It's all about the money. This is how all of a sudden lose their minds. It's all about the money. They, they, they lose all common sense. Yeah, yep. you're right. It's all about the money. Yep. But I did see. So, so, you know, they put all those things in to make the game shorter. They're actually about as long. Well, they are about as long, but they're not because now they're extending um, alcohol sales into the eighth inning because the ballparks are losing money because the games were so quick because people weren't able to drink as much. <laughs> so it is all about the money. And now Every they're seeing the negativity on the other side. It's like, come on, make it's, up your mind. But anyways, the Atlanta Braves are 12, started off 12 and four so far. Well, good for you. How about I my mean, bravos. Yeah. The, uh, the, <laughs> You know, I really don't know what the Reds. I don't. Is. Think I mean, I can check them out real quick. I don't quick. think they're doing that great. I, well, I wouldn't. But. I don't think so either. I mean, you can just look at their. Uh, um, we did they beat us or did we sweep them? I think the Braves swept them in the first series we played against them. Did they? I think so. I don't remember. Um, I did. I was checking out the scores a few, um, you know, a few times um, when they first started, but when, after I heard the. Yeah, I told him that that rule about Reds the are six innings. and nine. Okay, dude, you see the Devil Rays are fourteen and two. That's wow, that's pretty good. I, Old Tampa <laughs> Bay. Yeah, so yeah, you know, but um, I, uh, but yeah, congratulations. Hey, thanks. Games. Yeah, it's it's early. And switching gears again. Yeah. Um, somebody yesterday gave us a bag, a bag, a bag, whole bean. Whole Bean Coffee, it's called Black Rifle Beyond, Beyond Black. Black. My favorite that Black Rifle makes. Mine too. And um, Between this one and Murdered Out. Yeah, Beyond Black is my favorite. And I Brandon made it this morning in the uh, pot down in the kitchen. And I'll have to say, this is the best co- uh, pot of coffee you've ever made. Thank you. You're welcome. I will take that compliment. It is the best. Like, I'm going to tell you the what. John Wayne approved. He, if he was here right now, he would look at you like, good job, Pilgrim. <laughs> awesome. It is good. But that's what I love about Black Rifle. You can make it stronger, but it's not bitter. I like strong coffee as long as it's not bitter. Like, this stuff is so smooth. 
Well, Black Rifle is really good. I, I do think they're very smooth and, and I've had several of their, of their brands. I've had the Murdered Out. It's really good. Um, what's the other one that's, um, that we've had? AK Espresso is one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, there's another one though that I had and I can't remember what it was. Um, I usually just stick with the same. Is there like a Sasquatch or? Oh, Tactisquatch. I've had that. That's pretty good. good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. So well, we've had a lot of, of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. So, but yeah, it's good coffee and, um, it was nice to get the bag. I, I love it because, um, we do have several bags and thank you all for, for yes. giving us these bags of coffee. And, um, whenever you just are in the mood, we'll, we'll take a bag of coffee. We will right. definitely do well, that. So. And, and you have to know too that yeah. it's not just Craig and I drinking it. Like we'll make a pot and we'll, we'll, you know, announce it to everyone. Hey, there's a pot of coffee down in the mm-hmm. kitchen. You know, get it while you can. Like the other day, I made two pots. Well, you're going to have to because I, um, when we went down there, Brandon come down there. And so I grabbed the pot and he has legitimately two cups with him. He has this big one that looks like a bucket. He has another one that's just a regular, like, what is that? That's a Sunday morning Dixie cup. Yeah. So I filled that one up and he had put the other one down. I'm like, you want that one filled too? And he went, Oh yeah. So, um, I didn't know how long-winded you were going to be in the podcast today. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I haven't had any coffee yet this morning. Me, long-winded. Right? You, long-winded. What? How, how, okay. How long was your sermon clock set for yesterday? Um, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we bumped it up to 40 minutes. Normally it's 35 minutes. Okay. How many minutes did you go over that 40 minutes? Oh, I was minus six or something. Right. <laughs> so you preach for 51 minutes? I don't think so. I, was yeah. It? Was, was it really? The clock don't lie. No, it would be like 46 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Come on, bro. Give me some credit. I was better. Sorry. I was doing Virginia service. math. Yeah. I didn't have my shoes off. Yeah. He won the spelling bee, but he flunked math. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where I combined Lily. It could have been two. Sermons. I, I could have gone two on that yeah, and broke it down. For but sure. I wanted to do it in one because you know, since we were all there, and so you're shocked what I did cut out. I probably could have cut a couple things. Oh out no, for so. sure. And and that's the thing, you know, you and I were talking about it, and you were like, I may be a little bit long. You know, marriage is one of those topics that I think it's important that we talk yeah. about. Oh yeah. And so when you were like, hey, I may be long, it's one of the only times that you won't get a <laughs> negative reaction from me. It's like, okay. It's marriage. I get it. It is. It's marriage. Um, so 100%. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Exactly. Um, so somebody, um, um, there's a, somebody has a retreat this weekend and, um, one of the topics is what's my purpose in life? Okay. And, um, you know, what's my purpose, you know, basically as a Christian. And, um, I was thinking about this. Um, don't you think it's, um, don't you think that's a legitimate question that, People really ask, what's my purpose in life? Because right. don't you sometimes even think, you know, when things aren't going well, world's going down, uh, all the, all the stuff we, we see taking place. And, you know, then we have personal issues in our life and things that we always have to deal with. But, um, I bet there's everybody who's like, my, what, what's the deal? What's, what, what's my purpose here? I mean, what, what right. am I doing? I mean, I right. mean, have you ever asked that before? Like to yourself, like, why am I here? What's my purpose? What am I doing? You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so the purpose in life, um, that's a legitimate, uh, question. And so when you're talking to adults, it's one thing, but when you're talking to, um, students, that's another thing. I mean, students have, you know, these things to where, you know, what's their purpose in life? Because I was reading something a few days ago that, you know, between the ages of, this is incredible, between the ages of like nine and 17, the suicide rate is up, um, like it's never been over the last 10 years. 
and it's crazy. Basically, they put down that, you know, between that ages, they don't know what their purpose in life is. Right. What was your purpose in life between the ages of nine and seventeen when you were that age? I was to get up, go to school. I ate. I played baseball. Um, I went to church. I I did. I I never gave that much thought. Did you? I mean, I guess if I were thinking about it, it's like have a good day, like right. enjoy myself. Like I was, yeah. Right. So what? I, and, what and is I don't driving what, people? What is driving these kids to suicide? There's. I don't know if there's more pressure on kids nowadays because I didn't, be social media. I didn't feel a pressure, and it could be social media. I mean, could it be the? I mean, I hear you hear a lot about bullying, and I and and I think that's kind of blown out of proportion because I think we were all bullied when. Oh, I, absolutely. I mean, I was bullied, and I, yeah. um, you know, you just deal with that's part of growing up. And um, but could it be that? It's taken to the extreme with social media that you're called out on social media and then there's all or, these outlets. Not or only that, but there's video a lot of games or Yeah, what, there's yeah. a lot of expectations too because they see this fakeness on social media. They see these, you know, their peers, um, you know, who are putting on a good front and, and they feel like they have to look that way or act that way or whatever. And so they, they're putting pressures on themselves there because of that too. It's like there's so much. Okay, so I don't want anybody to think bad of me. Well, I don't care if they think bad of me or not, but uh, yeah, I'll see I'll see something on social media and somebody's like, you know, it's a person that posts, you know, about their marriage and how wonderful it is. My family's awesome. Here's our vacation. And they always have these pictures set up like these perfect pictures and these perfect sayings. And uh do you know what I always think? Who are you trying to convince? Exactly. Us or you? Right. Exactly. Because if you really were that way, most people would not just post it. I understand posting like something special, oh, a absolutely. special occasion, but every freaking day yep. or every other day, um, they're, um, you know, they're posting something like that. I may, I'm married to the most amazing man. I'm married to the most amazing. I got the greatest. Well, Allie man. posts that every day though, doesn't she? No. No, she doesn't. No. <laughs> Not at all. I, I love the the posts that are the opposite of that. That are the real ones. Like you know, you're on vacation and you you're, you know you you see people on the beach and and here's their toddler sitting there crying yeah. because they they won't take a good picture and and they're trying to get them to and it's like well this is the best we got exactly like, now yes, that's a good picture that's real life that's real life we've yeah. all been there so yeah I mean I understand what you're saying I mean yeah. there's all these expectations because I even know people who even not even kids um, people who've been married for a long time they'll look at those post and there there's a a twinge of jealousy or there's a hint of you know they're they'll, they're gonna i i don't really have that in my life right i guarantee they don't have it either exactly all the time right right there's a picture there there it's like a norman rockwell painting it it's exactly you're trying to cue in on one picture but what's the entire what's the entire like you know episode right um, going on there yep. and um you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, what the cause of all the suicide with with young with young people are. I know it's always been there, but I just don't. I I, I I'm having a hard time. Where's the parents in and all this? And where exactly is there is there so much? Are we so ingrained? And and here's where I'm. Here's here's this is me thinking just yeah. out loud. Yeah. Are we so ingrained with? social media and our cell phones and we're so attached to those mm -hmm. are we are we not living in reality anymore right because when i pick up my my phone and i start going through things and you start looking at pictures and you start looking at things like that it's almost like an escape from reality right you know even when you just start reading things and you start looking at things cuz you can look at anything and kids can read anything kids can watch anything right. they can look at yep. anything and and i don't know what's what what's going on i mean i know that 
I was reading an article a few weeks ago and it talked about kids body shaming each other. I'm like, yeah. right. I, I don't, what, what? And young kids. Yeah. It's, and it's how, you know, they're trying to get a certain look or they're trying to, if they can't get it and then they're, they're depressed yeah. or, you know, I've worked out or I've, I, I can't lose these extra 10 pounds or whatever. And so they get suicidal. Um, right. You know, I, I just don't know. And so it's a really legitimate question, I think, for students. And can they get it? And, a weekend. Can they get it in a lesson? Right. Will they, will they, will yeah. they, will they understand what it is? So, and that's, I think that's a great point. And we've talked about this before. And I know we're talking about marriage today, but you know, we'll get there. <clears throat> we'll get there. But as parents, you know, as Christ following parents, it's our responsibility to do everything we can to pour in God's truth, God's wisdom into our kids. You know, you ask that question and you're like, you know, what's my purpose in life? Well, you and I have talked a lot. Um, and our purpose as Christ followers is, you know, first and foremost to what? Glorify God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's to glorify God. You know, that may mean, you know, we glorify God, you know, in our home. Mm-hmm. It may mean we glorify God at school mm-hmm. or at the grocery store or at our place of employment. You know, is the life I'm living glorifying God? Because first and foremost, that's that's the main thing that matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, necessarily what I look like. You know, mm-hmm. you've talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about how your main goal, your 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 ambition for your kids growing up was that when they die, they take their last breath, they go to heaven. Isn't that the goal? Should that be our yes, goal? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, it doesn't what, matter what, what degree they get. It doesn't matter what job they get. It doesn't matter necessarily who they marry. I mean, it, it does, but um, as long as it's, you know, a good person, but what matters is their relationship with Jesus Christ. Exactly. And um and I think I think the the Satan's biggest dupe is that he gets us to put it on um image image and, or unhappiness or yes. happiness or um you know even marriage, you know, yes. my my marriage isn't perfect but this per- person's is. Anytime that Satan can put a seed of doubt into your mind and you allow that you can can continue to water that, that's going to continue to grow. Right. That actually becomes a, a heart issue and yes. and so it's kind of like yesterday um we talked about at one point that, you know, when we talk about fidelity, that mm-hmm. when you're married, you're married and it's, you gotta be, you, you can't look at anybody. And, you know, cause I said, you know, I've had somebody, you know, I've had numerous people tell me through the, through the years, you know, Hey, I'm married, but it didn't hurt to look at the menu. Absolutely. I can, I can window does. shop. You can't. Right. That's why pornography is wrong. Yeah. That's why looking at another person um, of the opposite sex is wrong mm-hmm. in that way. Um, I'm not saying that we live, we live in a culture where it's always in our face. So right. you're going to have to be intentional. Not to get a, get involved in that because right. what happens is the Satan puts a seed of doubt in your mind because what happens is you'll you look at um, okay let's just, just bear with us for a minute you if somebody's looking at pornography if they're looking at another person mm-hmm. and it's not like their spouse and they're different than their spouse what happens is you start looking at that and you start wondering why my spouse is like that right. well that's from Satan that's right. from Satan you you've lost your purpose so that's why men and women step out of the marriage vows and step in and they go into infidelity is because Satan has planted a seed of doubt in their life. And so he has messed with him and he's got you off your purpose. Right. And so, um, I just, I just wish and pray that as a follower of Christ, we could get this, um, guy by name of Jay Hobbs. Um, I thought it was kind of weird with the last name Hobbs and Roy Hobbs, you know, was the, um, um, remember Robert Redford in the movie. What was that movie? Um, he was a baseball player. Mm-hmm. 
I can't remember the name of it. Roy Hobbs was his name, okay. but this is Jay Hobbs. And he is just, uh, this guy's actually a youth minister. Okay. And, um, he is a youth minister down in Texas, or he was. And, um, he's about three or four years younger than you. So I'd say he's about 34 or five. Here's what he said. This is really good. I thought this was great. He said, the purpose of my life is to know God and to hear his voice so I can live a life of servanthood and obedience. This is really good. Mm-hmm. Then I will be, um, then I will be defined by God as a purpose for my purpose and I won't look for anything else except through God. Wow. That's really good. And how important is that? I will be defined by, by God. God, not by the things that I do, not by the people that I know, not by the posts that I make, not yep. by the job that I have. I'll be defined by God. And, and I love that. Read that part again about um, servanthood. Let me go back up. Um, it's at the top. Blah, 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 blah. My purpose in life is to know God and to hear his voice so that I can live a life of servanthood and obedience. Yeah. Here's what else he says. This is the end of it. I exist to live in an authentic, intimate, I exist to live in authentic intimacy with Jesus Christ and let him shape my life in such a way that people and believers are encouraged and unbelievers will be motivated to join me in this journey of Christ. Yeah. That's that's purpose right there. This guy has more wisdom in 34 or 5 years than um most people have in a lifetime. And yeah, and I know that what sure. he's writes there that's good stuff, but I know that you have to like you have to be intentional about that, correct? Absolutely. So, before we get off the topic and get into the main topic, let me ask you this. Talking about a purpose in life. Don't you think John 15 really goes with our purpose in life, mm-hmm. being connected to the vine, yes. the vine is Jesus. Yep. It's, we're demonstrating fruit, the fruit yep. of the spirit. Yep. Um, you go through all this. And, um, I love what Jay Hobbs said at the end. I exist to live in authentic intimacy with Jesus Christ and let him shape my life. Yeah. So this is who you are when you're, when you were up front. This is who we are when we're with our families. This is who we are when um, we're on the road. This is who we are when we're by ourselves. Yep. Exactly. You want to know who you are? Spend some time with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's who you are. It's not what you project at right. church. It's not when you stand yeah. up and sing. It's not when you stand up and preach or teach or whatever. It's what you are and who you are when you're by yourself. That's yep. the real you. Yep. And sometimes we don't want to, we don't want to look in the mirror to see the real us. Right. We want to be, we want to live in the smoke and mirrors of what we think we are. Mm-hmm. So I love the authentic, I love when he says to live in an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. So if I'm going to yeah. live in an authentic relationship with Christ, what am I going to do? I'm going to be connected to the vine and I'm going to let, what did he say at the beginning? That was so good. Let me get this again real quick. Um, the purpose of my life is to know God and hear his voice so I can live in servanthood and obedience. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So anyway, I just sorry to throw that off topic, but yeah, no, and I think that's great too because you know I like what he says so I can hear his voice, and if we're listening to the other things, if we're you know gauging and judging what we do, what we say, what how we look based off of other people, right, and, and social media and this and that, then we're not listening to God's voice; we're listening to the world's voice, and and again, we're falling right into Satan's trap there. Exactly. So, yeah. and and I think our purpose in life I, that kind of goes hand in hand with our marriages. You know, our purpose yeah. in life is to, you know, we're to, our purpose in life is to glorify God. Exactly. And so we can, and and we glorify God through our marriages mm-hmm. because this is the this the symbolism of what um, God did when 
Jesus Christ came to die on the cross of Calvary. He died for his bride, yes. the church. So th- this is huge. So that's why husbands and wives, if you're a Christian, you you need to treat each other with honor and respect, and mm-hmm. you need to serve each other like Jesus Christ served yeah. the church and died for the church. Yeah. And um, so Such a great reminder, too. I mean, we'll get there toward the end, but just yeah. that idea of servanthood is something that we miss, I think, a lot of times when it comes to being married. Exactly. And I won't cover everything that we did yesterday because I know it was kind of lengthy and all that. But um, I, I wanted to I wanted to let um, I wanted to read, start off with this quote that Dennis Rainey had, and and I and I really thought this quote was really good. He said, "When a man uh, proposes to his future wife, what he is saying, except for Jesus Christ, you are the most important person in my life, and I choose to focus on you for the rest of my life." That is huge. Yes, it is. That is a huge statement. And, and, and I wonder if we as husbands, um, and wives would just focus on our spouse, how that would change our life and our marriages. Right. Cause we do probably everything but mm-hmm. we get so caught up in everything that, that, that's going on in the, in this world. And, um, I read a, um, passage of scripture from Genesis 224. It says, um, this explains why man leaves his father and mother and is joined with his wife and the two are united as one. Now that is a, um, that, that version says join. Some versions say will cleave right, to right. his wife. And, um, I probably should have read that one, but I, the word joined and cleave are the same, but they're kind of watered down in our English language. But, um, the word cleave, I did say this yesterday is in the, in the Hebrew is duvicut, which means pursue with all your inner energy. Right. And, um, and I, and I think this is, this is important when it says, and cleave mm-hmm. to your wife, you're to pursue her with all of your energy. Right. And, exactly. And I talked about how we are to pursue God with all of our energy, heart, soul, and right. mind. And we pursue him. That means that if I'm going to pursue something, if you're, if you're going to pursue something like you're, you're pursuing to do this, um, midlife crisis, uh, marathon, right? Yeah. Half marathon in less than two weeks. Midlife it's, marathon. I'm calling become, it the midlife marathon. It's becoming very, very right. real now. But yes. So you're pursuing it. Yes. So in your pursuit, let me ask you a question. Are you uh, sitting around every night eating a dozen donuts? Are you eating Twinkies? Are you eating deep fried, uh, you know, Oreos? Are you, um, are you eating fatty foods? Are you, um, nope. you know, eating more carbs than you can handle? What nope. are you doing as you're pursuing it? You're training, yep. you're running, you're eating right, you're getting your body ready to do mm-hmm. this. And I'm is getting it, enough sleep. Is I, it easy? No, it's not easy. No, it's not easy at all. So when you pursue something and when you cleave to something, even your relationship to God is going to be worked. Mm-hmm. So that's why people give up because they nobody wants to pursue anymore. Right. You, right. You, and when we pursue, we only want to pursue what we want to pursue. Exactly. Yeah, video games, pornography, yeah. jobs, money, hobbies, or whatever. But we don't want to pursue God and so if you're not pursuing God, guess what? Guaranteed you're not pursuing your spouse. Exactly. I love what James Dobson said right there along those lines. He said, marriage is work, and it only works if you work at it. How good is that? You know what? In a discussion, he is 100% it's true. right. And it goes back to the word that we've thrown around. One of our favorite words is intentional. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. you know I'm preparing to run this half marathon in two weeks or next year run a full marathon or I'm, I'm striving to have a godly marriage mm-hmm. or to be you know the father that God has called me uh-huh. to be. I've got to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you know from James Dobson that marriage is work. Mm-hmm. And, we, and anybody that's been married 
longer than mm-hmm. 10 minutes knows that it is it is work you know it because we do have to sometimes set ourselves aside and set our wants aside and, and and you talked about that but it only works if you work at it yeah i mean because um you know i think a lot of people think well if i find my perfect soulmate if i find right. this right. Know, we're just going to be so madly in love here's the thing you are putting an expectation that is from the world that is in your mind that is probably not real right what the expectation is is this it's going to be work yeah there's no doubt can i just say this i I do believe that we can be soulmates i do believe Mm -hmm. that i i believe that you can be so in tune with your spouse um that that you have that but i'm telling you you still got to work at it you still have to do that because um we all know what it means when it, we have to work at mm-hmm. this. What happens is we stop, we stop working on it because, you know, when you fell in love with your spouse and, you know, just you and yep. with Anita and I or anybody else, you worked at your relationship. What mm-hmm. did you do? You were with them constantly. Yep. You took, you, you know, I, and I know it's not like living together in a marriage. Right. But this is why this is so important to remember. You're, you're, you're going out, you're going to movies, you're mm-hmm. running around, you're doing all these special things and you're doing your very best to, to win them over. Yeah. And so you're pursuing them. Yeah. And you're pursuing them with a lot of energy and money. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, Allie and I, we met when we were, what, 19? And you got married at 19. I did. You looked like a baby in that picture you showed yesterday. I was 12. Right. (laughs) Exactly. But we, um, you know, we met at 19. And so, you know, there were 19 of our lives, 19 years of our lives that we essentially caught each other up on. You know, I remember, you know, sitting out on a bench, you know, on campus and, and chatting about, you know, the things that had happened in our childhood and chatting about, you know, the sports that we played and, and all of that stuff. And it's like you kind of want to get to know each other mm-hmm. better and, and, and you have to communicate. And then you mm-hmm. talked yesterday about how, you know, you you did things that necessarily you you didn't care to do you know it's like yeah, yeah. you said you said you know when she came up to you and you she was like oh man you know what i was thinking maybe we could go to the ballet this afternoon you're like awesome that'd be great and you're like liar exactly no, it won't be great you're and you know lying. it won't be great you hate it you know you hate it <laughs> right but why did you do it right because you were serving her need exactly you know she wanted to do it and so you get married and you don't do that any yeah. longer and you the you, and we lose that. Right. And, and here's the thing, and I understand that to some degree because once you go into that relationship, the relationship changes. It's no longer, you know, yeah, that it's puppy different. dog love, right. and you're paying bills, and you're, <laughs> right. you know, you're driving cars, and you're going to work, and you're doing all this stuff. So, but you have to continue to pursue. And here's the thing: you, the thing that you have to remember is that while you were pursuing your your spouse, you were serving her or him while right. you were doing it. Exactly. And so you need everybody needs to remember that marriage only works when you serve each other. Right. And when you stop serving each other, that's where things start to get dicey and it's, it's not going to be real well. Um, I love this verse in Romans 12, 9 and 10. It says, don't just pretend to love others. And I, I said this yesterday. Let me change this just for the day. Don't pretend to love your spouse. Yeah. Really love them. Uh, hold, hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Yeah. You know, such a great reminder. Man, that's, that verse is tough though, isn't it? Yeah. That's and, a tough verse. Love each other with genuine affection. Genuine. Don't just put a a face on just because you need to. And and I've heard this so often. It's like, you know, marriage takes two. You know, and we hear that, but actually it doesn't. It takes three. And and if you're a Christian, you know, it takes each spouse um, being intentional and working Mm -hmm. at the marriage. But it also takes, you know, God as well. Mm -hmm. You have to have God at the center of your marriage. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, there are times where we get it right. There are times when we don't get it right, 
And on those times when we don't get it right, you, you talked about how, you know, you and Anita, you know, don't get it right, um, near as, you know, you, you get it right way more. You like one time a year and you're, you're like, okay, time out, time out. Yeah. We, what's going on here? Because this isn't us. Yeah. We know this isn't right. Um, and, and I think the more that you're, you're with that person, you, you kind of understand those moments of like, okay, this isn't, this isn't godly. This isn't good. This isn't mm-hmm. what we need to be doing. Let's, exactly. Let's take a step back and figure out how do we get here. Exactly. Uh, let's talk through this and. You know, when you're young and, mm-hmm. and in love, it just, it's a little it's different. It's a little different. Well, there's a book that Gary Thomas wrote, um, years ago and, um, it's called it, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but the subtitle to the title of the book is what if God called you, what if, instead of God calling in your marriage, instead of God calling you to be happy, what if he called you to be holy? holy. Yeah. And this is huge because that is not a good cultural statement. That's no. a holy, biblical, but that godly is exactly thing. what God has called us to. So basically, the surmise of the book is: if your husband or your wife is mistreating you, what if you continue to treat them like Jesus Christ treated yeah. you? Yeah. And this is the this is the this is the thing with the whole. We'll talk about this in a minute. That's the redemptive story of Jesus Christ. Yep. And we're to emulate Christ in, in our character in, in marriage. Yep. So, um, but I, I put down, here's two reasons why we serve each other. There's many reasons, but here's a couple. Um, we can't meet our own needs. And, right. um, you know, you could meet your need. Um, you wouldn't have got married to Ali and I wouldn't got married to Anita. Number two, you're sworn to fidelity. Yep. And this is huge. Mm-hmm. 2023. I, I, I mean, I know Christians that think it's okay if either, like if both spouses say it's okay to step out, then they're fine with that. Right. I don't care if you agree with it or not. Right. I don't care if your spouse is 100 in agreement or not. It is 100% wrong. And you, you're stepping out of yeah. God that you're not a Christian. Sorry. And this is where this idea, and you and I have talked about it, but the idea of a covenant is so lost in today's society. Oh, yeah. You know, see, this is so many things we could talk about. I mean, you look there, back yeah. in the Old Testament. I love, you know, with, um, with God and Abraham where, where he creates that covenant with yeah. him. Um, but that's essentially what a marriage is too. It's a covenant yeah. between you mm-hmm. and your spouse and God. Right. And, and in that covenant, you're saying this, this is final, you mm-hmm. know, till death do us part. You know, you don't just say those words as nice no. words at a wedding because we've traditionally done it. You know, and that's one thing that Allie and I talked about before we got married. It's like, I don't believe in divorce. You know, that when I say I do, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll quote Clint Black. I meant that I will, you know, um, I'd sing it, but I can't sound like Clint Black. His voice oh, is awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, absolutely is, is we are sworn to fidelity and, and now, nowadays people are like, ah, eh, it just didn't work out. Exactly. Because you didn't, it didn't work, work out because you it. didn't let it work yeah, out because you exactly. didn't, you stopped pursuing. I, I'm just going to tell you something. A Christian, other than, I mean, other than the grounds of divorce that God gives, if right. you get divorced for any reason at all, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not think you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. But you know what? There's a way to do this and a way not to do it. Right. You only went with what you wanted to right. do. And, um, you know, um, good luck on that. Yeah. Good luck on that because there are a lot of Christians who call themselves Christians who have divorced their spouses. And, um, for stupid reasons. And every time they end up have sleeping with their new spouse, they're cheating on their former spouse because God doesn't recognize that marriage right. because he made yep. it, he made a covenant with the other and God didn't break it. You did. did. Yep. So you need to understand you're having adultery, even though you're legally married 
in God's eyes, you're you're committing adultery every time right. you do it. So good luck with that. Right. Good luck with that, followers of Jesus Christ. You mm-hmm. you need to get this right. Mm-hmm. And so many times we we only go so far and we stop, but we get, get we got to get this right. Yeah. Got to get this right. Yeah. Um, that brings us to Hebrews thirteen four. You read this yesterday. It says, "Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery." Oh, ouch! I didn't say that. And guess what? What? That's in the New Testament. Exactly. You know, if people want to say, oh, well, all that other stuff is in the Old Testament. No, that that's in the New Testament. Exactly. Well, I did say we have some problems, and Mm -hmm. there are some problems. And the first problem we have is we're selfish. Yeah. It's selfishness. And um, so I I think I said yesterday, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Marriage is tough on a selfish person mm-hmm. and it really is yeah. and i and i found that out when i got married when i was 19 years old i was right. i didn't realize how selfish i was until i got married and it did cause a little bit of problems and you know we're trying to work it through i was 19 she was 20 when i first got married and and so you you, you have to work the this older through. woman i did but you know you realize uh she's a 20 year old girl and i'm a 19 year old guy and so we're trying to work this out and so we're both we're both Immature, but she's more mature than I am at the time. As I look back, and um, at the know, time and now, and now, yeah, okay. exactly. I, I, I admit that. <laughs> I admit that. I admit it. <laughs> We're guys. They're always more mature exactly. than we are. Exactly. Uh, Gary Smalley once said, "Every husband what has what his wife needs, and every wife has what her husband's needs." He went, "You want proof? You 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 fall you fell in love, and you found what you found your needs met." Yeah. And he's right. Yeah, absolutely. You did fall in love. You mm-hmm. you and you liked what the other person was giving you. You right. liked what the other person yeah. was serving you. And you know, and I and I said yesterday before you got married, you got your personal house in order because you wanted to attract. You know, that person, I wanted to attract Anita, you wanted to attract right. uh, Allie, and when you finally met, you went overboard to meet their needs. No, whatever you want, perfect, yeah, yeah let's let's do it. And um, when you got together, you actually loved what she was serving you, and yep. she loved what you were doing, And um, but here's what happens, you get married, and you let life get in the way. Now, let's not, let's, I'm not going to pretend that life doesn't get in the way, because life does get in the way, so this is where you start to... Mm-hmm. Adjust because you're not dating. You're right. not right. You, 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 the relationship has different. changed, yeah. but it doesn't mean you have to stop serving and pursuing. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just a. It's just a different way um, that you do that. Yeah. And um, but I, I said yesterday that um, you're at the mercy of your spouse. Mm-hmm. You realize that mm-hmm. you're at the mercy of their mood, their attitude, their work ethic. You're at the mercy of their their mercy and their grace yep. and their love and their affection and and their service and uh, and I and I said yesterday selfishness is literally the one number one problem in marriages and yep. and selfishness covers adultery, pornography, anything yep. because it's a self you're motivated by selfishness in your own life. Yep. And next is pride and domination. And this is huge. And uh married couples want intimacy but you're not going to find it right. if you're if you're dominating, dominating your spouse, yeah. you know, if a husband's a jerk and a wife's manipulative, it ain't gonna happen. Right. It, it, you're just not gonna come together to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I brought up the disciples yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is a good, this is a really good example for us. Right. I think. Um, because they're starting to bicker and argue yeah. who's the greatest. Yeah. And even though we may not bicker and argue with our spouse, who's the greatest, guaranteed we're thinking right. we're better than that's that. what. Yes. Yeah, right. So in Luke chapter 22, verse 24, 26, and 27, it says, Then they began to argue among themselves, 
about who would be the greatest among them. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who's more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? Well, the one who sits at the table, of course, but not here, for I am among you as the one who serves. Yeah. Of course, that's Jesus, Jesus is talking that, to yeah. them. And the disciples are going crazy. They're talking about this. And Jesus is trying to get them to, um, to look at things differently. And, uh, you know, and I love Jesus because he's trying to get them to see things from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. not from a human perspective. Early, yeah. Um, how about Greg Glory? That was good. Greg Glory said, the kingdom of God is the opposite of the world. In our culture, everyone wants to dominate and get to the top of the heap. Jesus tells us to do the opposite. You want to rise to the top in the kingdom? Then you must be a servant. You know, that's kind of mind blown stuff yeah. right there. Yeah. I mean, think about this. You want to go up, you got you to gotta go, go down. down. Yeah. If you want to be elevated in the kingdom of God, you got to take the lowest position. Totally opposite from the world. Right. Totally opposite. Yeah, and from we, the world. but we see that example. In Jesus, you know, everything we, we can find our example for how we should live mm-hmm. by just looking at the life of Jesus Christ. In John ten eleven, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep that he, he's serving mm-hmm. them. He's taking mm-hmm. care of them. He, he's laying his life down. And then just uh, a few more verses down in 14 and 15, he said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And here's the thing we need to remember. Jesus is a shepherd. And, and I think I said yesterday, if not one or both services, that aren't you thankful today that we, that we serve a foot washing Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Who's a servant? Um, he's not going to dominate you. Here's number three. It's world, a worldly view of success. And I think that we bring this into our marriage. Hey, we need to do this. Yeah. We need to push our kids to do this. We need to make sure we have this house. We need to get these cars. We need to keep up with the Joneses, all this stuff. And I think many people believe that the more successful you are and the more things that you have in your life, I really do think in my heart that sometimes people think those are the people that we should be like. And those people need right. to be served. Yeah. But in Matthew 23, verses 11 and 12, it says, the greatest among you must be what? A servant. a servant. And those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be mm-hmm. exalted. I can't imagine how hard this is for a selfish person. Yeah. I can't imagine how hard this is for a person who has one foot in and one foot out. Right. I, I just can't imagine. Yeah. But that's a very true statement if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because um, – like you go to restaurants because you're served well. You go to right. a place. If you go to a restaurant and you're not served well, guaranteed you're going to complain about it. You may go back one more time. Yeah. But if that service happens again, boom, I'm gone. Yep. I'm not going back there. Yep. That service is terrible. Yep. Um, so it's always important to remember this, that um, a great marriage is two servants who are in love. The worst marriage is between two selfish people trying to be in love. Yeah. They're trying their best on their own. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. The fourth uh, problem we have is ignorant of God's nature. Exactly. Um, you read from John chapter 21, verses 9 through 14. I know this is a, a longer um, passage, but this we, we see Jesus. This, he is risen from the dead. He did. And um, 
Well, I know that. We talked about that last week. Last week. But um, anyway, so he's he's risen from the dead, and this is like, what did you say, I think the third time that Jesus has appeared to his disciples or somewhere around, the third yeah. time that's recorded yeah. that he appeared to them. Um, but we see his nature as a, as a servant, and, and, you know, too often today in our marriages, you know, this problem, this. we are ignorant of God's nature. Um, and so beginning in verse 9, it says, when they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. That sounds good. Would you love to have bread that Jesus has made for you? You know, I'm not a big fish fan, but I would eat the fish that Jesus made. Oh, absolutely. Over a charcoal fire. And the bread. Mm-hmm. We're having fish tonight. You want to come up? You're not Jesus, so no. <laughs> You've seen my cooking? Come on. I know. Okay. You make me bread, I'll be there. I haven't made bread in a while, but that sounds good. Bring some of the fish you just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. So this is awesome because in John 13, Jesus gets um, Jesus gets a towel, wraps it around his waist, I'm, I'm assuming. He gets down on his hands and knees and yep. he puts a basin under their feet and he starts to wash their feet. Right. And, um, and, I, and I love this. And then here we have the risen glorified Jesus yep. Christ who died on the cross for our sins, rose from the dead, and now he's making these guys breakfast. Right. And, um, I, and I wanted people to get the point in this that you need to realize the nature of God is that of a servant. servant. Yeah. And he that's... Is, a servant. And that's the, the thing that we have to remember in John 13. What, he didn't just wash their feet for the sake of washing their feet. That was a custom act that exactly. took place, um, you know, before dinner. And exactly. so what happened was they all gathered for the meal and for some reason that no one washed their feet, whether they didn't have a servant there or, you know, Simon was like, I can see Simon was like, I'm not washing Matthew's feet. Exactly. You know, I'm not going to do it. Exactly. And so Jesus is like, okay, I'll do it. And so Jesus literally, and, and, and you read here in a little bit, you know, Philippians 2, he took on the very nature of a servant. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And he did that by going to the cross, but he also showed that by washing their mm-hmm. feet. And he, and he asks us to do the same. You know, at the end of that, mm-hmm. he, he says, you know, just as I've done to you, so you should do to each other. Wash each other's feet. Exactly. And so the nature of God is a servant. And, and I, don't, mm-hmm. I think people miss that. I think we miss that because, you know, we, we miss that, the idea that God is constantly serving us. Right. Um, in Luke 12, 35 through 38, mm-hmm. almost, this is the, this is good. This is the one I almost didn't throw in, almost eliminated, but okay. I'm glad I left it in. He says, be dressed for service to keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master return from the wedding feast. And then you'll be ready to open the door and let him in the moment that he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. And I tell you the truth, he himself, this is awesome, yep. will seat them put on an apron and serve them as they sit down and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or before dawn, but whenever he comes, he's going to reward those servants who are waiting for them. So this is the awesome wow. thing about Jesus. You're sitting there, you're living your life for him. Hey, you're living your life on purpose, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're pursuing God. You're waiting on him. You're wait every day. You're waiting on Jesus. I'm ready to meet you, God. Yeah. So basically what this passage is telling me when he comes and I'm waiting on him, he's not only going to take me to heaven with him. He's going to put on an apron. He's going to plot me down at a table. He's going to give me supper. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's Whoa. going to serve me. I should be, he, I should be serving exactly. him. Like, like the deal's not good enough that he died on the cross for my sin. Right. Now he's going to serve me dinner. Yep. Oh yep. my goodness. And so I love this. You, you said, remember this. God made marriage to demonstrate what? His character. character. 
Exactly. And so as we, um, you know, as we live in our marriage with our spouse, we have to demonstrate that character of God too. Exactly. Not always easy. I mean, do you think it was easy for Jesus to no. wash Judas's feet? No. Knowing, knowing what Judas was going to do? No. I don't think it was easy. No. Cause you know what? It wouldn't he, have been easy for me. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking, okay, I'm not picking on anybody, but you know, just I've gotten my share of <laughs> really <laughs> loving that letters here since right, I've been here. Right. And, and I think of some people that, you know, if I had to wash their feet, not, I, I, I would begrudgingly do it. Right. Be, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying I'm human. Yeah. I'm human. It would be a lot of work for me to do that thinking of the things that they mm-hmm. have said or done. And so this is the, this is the beauty of Jesus. His, yep. he, this makes me realize my journey is not even near where it needs to be right. because I still have those feelings right. when I, sh- when I need to be more like Jesus. So Jesus is setting the, the standard of you are to be a servant. servant. So I gave the serve rules of marriage. And so S-E-R-V-E. we'll do this. Exactly. There you go. Number one. Did you notice how number one was serve and serve? It was S was underlined. Was yes. it underlined? Okay. Serve what your spouse needs instead of what you need, want, or understand. And this is huge. Yeah. Because um, you married somebody and their needs are different than than your needs, and I went through this the yesterday. The number one need for a man is honor and respect. Right. This is this is like no getting around this. Yep. You need to have honor and respect for for your husband. The number two need is for sex. Uh, it's a fact that most men's uh, sex drive is higher. Right. I know it's not always that way, but we're talking ninety percent. Mm-hmm. So that's number two. Number three, his need is for friendship with his wife. He doesn't want you to mother him. Right. He doesn't want that. He wants, he wants, um, that to be, he wants to be your friend. Woman's greatest need is for security. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a fact too. Woman gets that from her husband when he is selfless and especially if he's a follower of Christ, he's pursuing God, he's going to bring her security. Um, her number to need is for non-sexual affection. I think yesterday I was like, most guys' brains just went, right? We don't get that. But they just want to... You're, you you said, you know, when she says, I, hey, I'd like to sit on the couch and cuddle and watch a movie, she means, hey, I want to sit on the couch and cuddle and watch a movie. Because the guy's Nothing brain else. to, oh, <laughs> right. she wants to... Exactly. <laughs> right. Number three is for open and honest communication. And I think that's absolutely important. And number four is she wants her husband to lead and not dominate. Right. Not like, right. hey, you're submit to me. That, that, that's not what that means. Exactly. He, she, you need to lead like Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Right. And if you're leading like that, she will yes. submit her life, um, to you. So that, those are very, very, um, those are very important. So, mm-hmm. so when your spouse comes to you and, and tells you your needs, Sometimes we don't get it. Sometimes we're irritated. Sometimes we don't understand it because right. we're filtering it through our mind and our our thought process of my needs right. instead of her needs. Because right. I'll be honest with you, Anita's needs are so much different than mine. And sometimes I'm just like, what? Well, yeah. Why? But I understand that, like, like uh, her biggest her biggest thing she likes to do. Uh, you know, if you you know you hear the love languages a lot, it's like acts of service, right? Like if, when I'm helping her in the yard or mm-hmm. I'm sweeping the floor or whatever, I'm like, okay, right. That's not mine. Yeah. But so, it's, but that's I a huge deal to her. It's a huge deal yeah. to her. It totally changes the outlook of exactly. life, um, you know, for us. So, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you want to talk, you just talk. It doesn't matter right. if you want to, you know, help out and sweep the floor, just sweep the floor. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to when you were dating. Exactly. You, know, you went out of your way and did things you ne- didn't necessarily exactly. want to do. Yep. 
things shouldn't change. That's where I said liar, right? Right. Liar. (laughs) Number two, enjoy serving your spouse with a good attitude. And I think this is huge because sometimes we do it. We do it with a bad attitude, you know, begrudgingly, because if you serve your spouse with a good attitude that communicates, you love them, they value them, they're they're You accept them and they're and they're Mm -hmm. and they're a priority. Yeah. You asked a question. You said, what would happen? And I think it's great, you know, to just pause and think about it. What would happen if you served your spouse with a good attitude? Well, how how, would would it change your marriage? Good, you know. That's what. I just you brought up the the holy chicken, <laughs> Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. I said that's one of the things I like about Chick Fil A. I said, do you guys like those waffle fries? Do they put crack I in love, them or something? I love the waffle fries. <laughs> Somebody after church on the first service said, I can't believe you said, did they put crack in them? <laughs> well, see, and here's the here's the problem when you talk about Chick Fil A on a Sunday, people are like, oh, I want Chick Fil A, but they're not. They're open. closed on Sunday. Exactly. Who does? But that? but you know, you go through and 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 it's like, hey. Um, you know, thank you. Oh no, it's my pleasure. Um, could I get some more ketchup? Oh, my pleasure. Exactly. Everything is, you know, you say thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> and my, I started chuckling inside because literally Saturday I saved this. Um, Saturday morning I came across it on Facebook. I saved it to my camera roll, and it says, "Ladies, if he one asks you how your day is going every day, two supplies you with all of your needs, three wants God to be a central part of your relationship, and four Praise for you when you walk away. He is not your man. He is a Chick-fil-A worker. Please stop holding up the line. <laughs> That's about right. So there you go. So my whole thing was it should be our pleasure it to serve yep. our It should spouse. be. Absolutely. Number three, reject scorekeeping and do what you do with a spirit of grace. And um, How important is this? Scorekeeping is rough. Yeah. Have you ever score kept? Yes. You didn't do this, so I'm not going to uh-huh. do this. You didn't help me with this, and you you're, and I look back. You know, and I'm getting like, tired of you treating me like this, so I'm not going to treat you well. It's like how wrong is that? Well, you be, it's like a school year. It's like a baby, it baby fight, you know. And, and then you look, it's like you know, okay, if we're supposed to emulate Jesus, that is not at all. Jesus could have very easily kept score, very easily, but he didn't. First Peter two twenty one. God called you to do good, even if it means you're suffering. Just as Christ suffered for you, He's your example, and you must follow in His steps. And um, you need to remember why you were sitting Jesus dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why your spouse is not treating you well. You know what? You can still do the right thing in your life. First Peter chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 and verse 4. Here's what it says. Wives, in the same way, submit to yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without the words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and the reverence of your lives. Rather, it should be of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And, and I think I said yesterday, this is a tough one, ladies. It's yeah. tough. I mean, this is tough because what this is saying is that you, um, if your husband isn't acting right, and I think I said yesterday, if your husband's being a jerk right. and he's just right. a jerk, you need to go ahead and treat him with respect and treat him better than what he actually deserves. deserves. Yeah. Because I, I said respect is so powerful um, and a man will change to the person giving him the respect unless he truly is just a, a jerk, jerk yeah. and he's not going to do it. Well, then, you know what? Then there's other things that, that, that mm-hmm. you can do. And then it was like, guys, you're not off the hook. No. Yeah. First Peter three, seven husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner as heirs with you and the, as heirs through the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Yeah. Um, I, here's the thing with guys, I think we need to understand. You can't remove your wife 
from your relationship to God. Right. How you treat your wife, God sees that. You can't say you love God, you're going to honor God, you're going to live for God, and then you treat your wife terrible. You can't do that. You talk down to her, you bully right. her, you you dominate her. You can't do that. Yeah. And I and I got to tell you something. If you do, if you mistreat your wife, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying you're not going to mistreat your wife, but I'm saying this is an ongoing thing. Yeah. God's not listening to you. Yeah, and I think we miss verses like that. I know. And, and and I really think we don't truly understand them. If guess what? If I, you know, if I'm not considerate of my wife, if I'm, you know, not treating her with respect, um, then guess what? God does not hear my prayers. Not at all. Not at all. And and I love this. Um, and I, I didn't go into depth on this because I just didn't have time. But you when, didn't have time to what you did say. But. Exactly. <laughs> when the Bible says weaker partner, it doesn't mean weak. Right. It means like you treat her like fine china. Yeah, that's what that means. Yes, and fine china is awesome. Mm-hmm. Sometimes fine china is um really really durable, but yeah. it's 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 a it's a great it's a great yeah. piece. Yeah, and so that's I mean that's it's a treasure. Great. It's exactly it's beautiful, it's and that's what that means. Delicate. It's nice because my wife's not weak. No, my your wife's not. Oh, my wife probably kicked my butt. I know she can. Be, I, I know Dude, she can There's no too. probably about it. You wear tights and yoga pants. There's no doubt. I, I, you know what? I bet she even wants to. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes she does. <laughs> Number four, village, vi, vigilantly, vigilantly protect your marriage and the time and energy you serve your spouse. And, and that just again, be intentional. You know, we've got to be vigilant. Um, we have to, you know, and I love that word, protect your marriage. Well, I think you need to communicate to your kids that your marriage is important because if you don't, they're going to run roughshod over it because your kids know yeah. no bounds, right? And you said yesterday, you said, let's be honest, children, the they're marriage, marriage killers. killers. They are. And I don't care if you agree with me. They totally are marriage killers. Yeah. They, they'll get in the middle of your marriage because they don't care if you guys are happy or not. All they want is their needs met. They're not right. going to get up in the morning and say, you know what? I've changed. Mom and dad's needs are the most important. Right. It ain't ever going to happen. Yep. It is always going to be about them. Yep. As much as you love them, yep. that, that's the way it's going to be. So if you if you let your kids know that and you take a strong stand, I'm telling you what, that is going to be an anchor in your marriage. Yep. It's going to be an anchor in their lives too, right. knowing how important your guys' life is because it's going to make their life better yep. in the long run. Well, and I, and I think it's the, the important thing you said yesterday too was – you know, we have to teach our kids exactly. you know, that, that our marriage is, you know, we have to teach our kids to respect our marriage. Exactly. Um, you know, I've, I've had the comment you know, or had the conversation with my kids before of, you know, hey, you do not talk to your mother that way because first, that's my wife. Exactly. You know, you're talking to my wife like that. Exactly. And that, that is unacceptable. Um, so I don't care who you are. Right? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Yeah. Number five, expect to be blessed and don't get discouraged. Um, and remember in Matthew twenty three eleven and 12, the greatest among you must be a servant. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm-hmm. And you already alluded to Philippians 2. I'll let you do that one. One of my favorite verses. I've really got, good. I've got, I've got Philippians 2, 5 through 11 tattooed down the back of my arm as just a reminder because it starts out as, that's a long, know, that's a lot of tattoos. I don't have, no, it's just the reference. Oh, gotcha, just gotcha. The reference. I was but like, it, dang, you know, bro. But I love how it starts out. Your attitude should be that as the same of Christ exactly. Jesus. And I think that's true, whether it's our marriage or just every exactly. single day. But verse six and seven says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. I like, um, I think the New Century version says something along the lines of, though he was God, he did not consider equality with God as something to be used to his own advantage. Gotcha. It's like, how good yeah, is that? It's great. Verse seven says, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble, love that word, humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And then we know that he goes to the cross. He dies for our sins. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a servant. He was a slave. And that's the point. 
Jesus Christ is a servant. The character of God is servanthood. Why can't I uh, do that in my life? Right. So right. the final question is like, do you want a better marriage starting today? Well, yeah, we all want better marriages. I want a better marriage, but you do too. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I need to do? Well, I need to. I need to go back to what it is. I need to, my marriage needs to to emulate the the character of God. Jesus, yeah. And so um, that's going to take a lot. And um, you know, there's a lot of things we we could spend probably a year talking about marriage. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But um, we did one Sunday, so we, right. we'll probably come back to it later yeah, on, for sure. probably in the fall or something, for sure. and maybe do two or three weeks in a row or something and really show everybody what it's all about. Right. So, I'll be honest with you. It's kind of convicting when you're going through that because, oh, absolutely. you know, I'm gonna, I'll admit it. I'm not perfect at marriage, and I'm not going to be. Who is? never will be, And but I, I, I do know that God, it's better than what it was. Absolutely. And um, Anita and I, God willing, on June 7th. Well, I'll be married 38 years, and so, what? Man, she's a saint. She's a lucky girl. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, she probably... I know, I felt that. like, you know, you showed those pictures off the top, and you started with the newest married, the right. newlyweds first. Right. Um, and you know, it was Blaze and Kelsey, got married in 2021, and then Allie and I were the second couple, and it's like, oh, wow, you know, we haven't been married that long, but we'll be married 15 years here in, right. in just a couple months. Exactly. Um, we're just the youngins amongst all you. And I was the third, third people. from the third from the end. Right? So, How's but, that make um, you feel? Well, <laughs> old. <laughs> <laughs> old. <laughs> so we continue on with our sermon series next week um, on level up, and uh, we're going to be looking up leveling up with yourselves, kind of getting rid of some stuff. You're talking what, about other people or just me? You? Oh, okay. But hey, today you know, we're going to be talking about Brandon. <laughs> Just things we have to deal in our life just yeah, personally. For sure. Um, and how, how do we get rid of some of the, the bitterness and how do we forgive? How do we get rid mm-hmm. of the anger? And so you have to level up yeah. with yourself because a lot of times you give yourself a free pass. Right. Right. Or you, if you don't give yourself a free pass, you feel like if I'm going to level up in this area and give forgiveness, then I'm giving that person a free pass. Right. And so what do we do? How, how are we going to do that? So, um, also we got campfire conversations coming up. Um, that looks like that's taking place on April 28th at 6 p.m. Go to richwood.church forward slash women. That's for all of our ladies. Mm-hmm. We have a new men's uh, Bible study coming up and it's, uh, basically 21 toughest, the 21 toughest questions your kids will ask about Christianity. I like what you said yesterday. <laughs> How did they narrow it down to 21? Right? It's like my kids ask me so many questions about Christianity and beyond. <laughs> like my kid's a Christian. I love him. But like the dude is full of questions. It's like, yeah. Dad, how? and and he asked me questions like, "How do you expect me to know that? I have no idea, nor do I care, bud." Right? You should say, "Go ask uh, Clint right. or somebody like that." Right? <laughs> well, that's going to start on May the third from seven to eight p.m. That's going to be in the upper room. If yep. you have any questions, you can call the church or talk directly to Rick Clark. And then we've got women at the, the well. Well. You know about that, don't you? Yeah, that's a night of worship that is coming up. Is that May the 10th? May 5th. May 5th. I was, oh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, May the 5th. Um, and that is going to be here at RCC in the Fellowship Hall and for women 18 and older. Uh, that's what I think you're right. Way 18 or older, uh, 16 plus. 16 and up. Okay. Yeah. I was close. Um, and you can find out more information by going to the women's page, richwood.church forward slash women for that. That is, that's a night of worship, by the way. Right. 
Uh, we got the Walk for Life coming up on May 6th. Uh-huh. We got the Baby Bottle campaign starting on Mother's Day, May 14th. So be watching about mm-hmm. that. Um, we've got, um, you know, the Blessing Box uh, stuff that's taking place. And, um, you know, um, also, if there's anybody who's been thinking about being baptized yep. still, uh, please give us a call. Don't let that go in one ear and out the other. We got and a couple we, baptisms coming up in two weeks. In two weeks. Uh, yep. During the second service, a uh, couple more young people. Yep. I've heard of other people. Uh, doing it so i love it because um the baptisms coming up the moms again are baptizing i love it i love it so um i love it when a mom baptizes her baby i love it i think it's absolutely awesome and you know that you know she she's playing a huge part in in pouring into you know her child and and you know just leading them exactly jesus and so yeah I, i agree i think that's awesome Exactly. And, um, so yeah, that's going to be really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yep. Anything else coming up? I don't think so. I will say that, um, thanks to Randy Neal because he, um, sent me a, um, a video today. He redid a countdown for us. Okay. I have to show it for it to you. Okay. So, so if you're not here for the countdown, um, you need to get in here because it, it looks pretty sweet. It's a Pac-Man and it just takes you back. You know, for those of you who are like Craig's age and my age, it kind of takes you back to that, you know, that. The, are we the same age? No, but I think you probably played Pac-Man. I did play Pac-Man. Exactly. In a pizza joint. Right. Oh, with, I remember with, with greasy that. fingers. Oh know? yeah. No, my parents <laughs> used to go bowling. They, they'd go bowling league. And so I'd go play in the arcade at the bowling alley. And that was back when like, you know, bowling alleys, you could smoke in them. And like, I could just still remember the smell and all that stuff. You know, the but, thing about Pac-Man playing in a pizza place or a restaurant or whatever, you, you would play and the screen was so greasy. Yes. You know, it's like grody guys. Right. Grody. But I'm kind of OCD. So I'd always go to the bathroom, get a towel, wipe it off. And then you know, you're smearing it more on there. Exactly. <laughs> Oh goodness! So um, we're a little longer today. We did go a little. Well, we kind of talked a little bit before we started, so we're still probably about we're a little over an hour. We did go a little longer, a little over an hour. So, um, are you planning on any more vacation days that I don't know about that you know that we can prepare everybody for? Because I know that you have a tendency to be like, you know what, I I need some vacation time. I need to take off a month and go to. Dublin or yeah. to wherever. Dublin, yeah, Dublin Methodist. No, I'm thankfully um, going to stay <laughs> out of. Methodist. I'm going to stay out of there. Hopefully, um, <laughs> my lungs feel pretty good. Um, my, they actually kind of were tight yesterday. I don't know if it was the weather front moving through. Probably the. I, was I think little, it was because yeah. it was like, I, like when we were at the outlet malls, I was like, man, it's hard to breathe. But I don't know. No, I, I, I am thinking about taking my wife away for a couple of days uh, for our anniversary coming up in May, but haven't decided yet so we may we're talking about going down to hocking hills for a couple of days that'll be fun yeah that'll be a good time get a cabin or something down there oh, look at you guys go hiking a little bit that'll be fun yeah that'll so, probably be on a monday i'm sure uh, maybe we'll see <laughs> we'll see what just, don't hate the player hate I, the I, I, I just gotta tell you guys Whenever we miss, it's most generally mr tight here that has missed i i don't not, think i've ever canceled out I, I agree. You canceled out for a month a couple of years ago, six weeks. Okay. Uh, you canceled out. What? What? You, what? What? Even if I would have been here, I couldn't talk, so you'd have been doing all the talking. <laughs> you could have come down and visited me in the hospital. Dublin and, Methodist. Exactly. I've got <laughs> air quotes. I've got pictures and videos to prove it. 
Yeah. I promise it's not as glorified as you want to make. Yeah, it well, out he to be. Uh, he sent me these pictures. He sent me some videos, and I know he was like, "Ali, can't drop the backdrop there real quick, so I can at least let him see this." And then, okay, and we're put, done. hey, put those tubes in my nose so I can exactly. take this picture. Now yeah. back out on the beach. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me figured out. <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm ready to kick. I'm done. You. <laughs> I'm done. Someone please help me. <laughs> uh, so when's your race? It is the 29th. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I run last last week and then this past week. I've I've got outside the last couple of weeks, which has been good because it just the weather was brutal. And what's the name of the race? It is the Cap City Half Marathon. It's down in Columbus. Cap City. What what's Cap City? The capital of Ohio. Oh, Cap Flavor City. Ta- Flavor Town. Flavor Town. That's right. They should rename it Flavor Flavor Town. The Flavor Town Half Marathon, dude. Those wow. medals could be awesome. Those finishers' medals would be great. So yeah, it's it's on Saturday the the twenty ninth. So That'll be awesome. I'm looking forward Christy to Christy Matlack's face every time you said Flavor Town. Town. I was like, hey, they're going to change the name of Columbus to Flavor Town. She just <laughs> roll her eyes. And it was awesome. So yeah, good luck on that. Thank you. I'm sure we'll be off the next couple of weeks as he prepares for that. Try again. Come okay. on. We may be off that following Monday if I oh, can. I'm sure. I don't know if I can walk. I, I mean, I've got, I've got to lead worship the next day, so. Oh, you'll be good. It, you may have to carry me up on the platform. <laughs> we may move up the, you know, the old-fashioned pulpit furniture to have you just sit. <laughs> just sit down. <laughs> yeah. I'll just sit down and then, you can sit in a big tall chair. Right, the big chair. It's awesome. <laughs> if we still even have it, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Everybody's done with us. They're done. They're not even listening. It's just you and they I. They shut it off so. 25 minutes ago. Exactly. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you all have a great day. Endure this cold weather, Craig, just for a couple of days. I got it. I think I got and it. Hopefully. I don't know. You you haven't complained much, so I'll give you props there. But if, it, if it's like this tomorrow. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a good day anyways. Thank you. You too. See you guys. Bye. Bye.